0: So the issue with the last episode is not that, not that we don't have a clean recording of Kitty Hawk. It's that, it's that we have the extra channel, which is, which is uh, Pablo and Kitty Hawk is also on that channel. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, I have to find out how to take the shitty Kitty Hawk out so I can replace it with the the good Kitty Hawk. (laughs) So it's like, it's, oh my God.
1: And plus you have all the sound drops.
0: Yeah. Well, those aren't such a problem. Those, those would be, I'll put those in after I get like, uh, like a smooth version of the show like okay this sounds good now I can start editing sound drops shock ah the Japanese opening of X-Men
1: yeah Martina again is very disappointing isn't it
0: yeah the entire show doesn't look like that (laughs) it's like oh look at all the cute girls it's too bad they aren't cute in the show (laughs) like
1: I said I, I didn't know Storm was African for years because of that show
0: Wow, I I thought it was pretty obvious, but yeah, I can kind of see it. <laughs> I mean, because clearly the voice, but yeah. I thought basically... that was
1: just bad voice acting, because Gambit doesn't sound like he's from uh,
0: Louisiana, <laughs> Mommy. <Monami. laughs> right? Yeah.
1: So disappointing. So lots of people, lots of people disagree. You're like, oh, the show was about that. I'm like, what? Wait, what? See, if you told me that was like. An animated opening done for Children of the Atom. I would believe you. Mm-hmm. You remember that one, right? Children of the Atom. X Men. Children of the Atom. Capcom fighting game. X Men. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't know you had shipped. I, I was like, was there a cartoon I missed? I know about the fighting game. I figured yeah, you would have. Yeah, it 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 certainly. Well, for the most part, it matches. I mean.
1: No Psylocke. I know.
0: Yeah, well, that and uh, Rogue isn't in the game. What? But That's a crime. Yeah. Well, she they they made up for it by putting her in X Men versus Street Fighter.
1: That's true, but uh, the the thing is this: it's you know you have Psylocke's Cy- design, which I'll be honest, Psylocke's design is all over the fucking place. Yes, yeah. I know there's a leotard, but there's those bands on her thighs that are just bands on her thighs. What what the fuck's up with that?
0: I don't know. It's someone who's like there needs to be more detail and like quick get that Liefeld guy, he can design something. That seems like something he would come up with. I mean, they're, uh, uh, it was they're not pouches, but... It was, it was Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a Jim Lee thing. Both of them have their quirks where they're like, there needs to be more detail. And for for Liefeld, it's pouches. For Jim Lee, it's like strap, straps and bands. For Kingdom Hearts, it's both. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck Kingdom Hearts. I ranted on this show about why I don't like Kingdom Hearts, right? About how the camera's too close and... Um, how I, Donald and Goofy are using up all your uh, healing yeah, items. Yeah,
1: that was in the last episode, but yeah. Like I said, just Psylocke's design makes me go, why are those bands there?
0: Someone wanted something that was, quote-unquote, interesting to draw.
1: And How do they, are they like big rubber bands that <coughs> stretches on in the more, what, what, what?
0: I don't know. And it's even more interesting when people try to cosplay as her.
1: Like I said, it's just this weird item. It's it's like does he wear like leg stockings? And those are part of the leg. I I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: So I sent in a request for uh, I sent in a request to wcnews.com, wingcommandernews.com for someone to come on to wing or the show about the Wing Commander cartoon, Wing Commander Academy. Mm-hmm. That will be interesting if they actually respond to me. Yeah. I sent it from my animation aficionado's email address, so we'll see what happens. It's just. You know what the worst thing about the Psylocke design is? What? I know a fan drew this, but this isn't far from the truth. I think you'll know who the other character is.
0: Yeah, that's that's a problem. Because uh, I remember when I was working at a, at a toy store and there were X-Men figures coming out. And basically, Elektra, the Electra figure was just a recolor of the Psylocke figure. <laughs> it's It's basically... The same character, basically. Okay, it is the same character.
1: Whole design wise like, at least. Well, except Electra well, is supposed to be Greek, and uh, Psylocke is Japanese, but British at the same time, and it's a fuck.
0: Yeah, y- the way you know they, about this. Yeah, the way they tried to explain it was very, very
1: convoluted. Yes, it was. I say. And, and basically, the answer is, oh, well, that was in the history. We just act like it happened. Already so Mm -hmm. It's Basically the answer is because shut up
0: Now they could have just said that She was of Japanese descent and grew up In England anyway but
1: Well actually Psylocke before The Japanese thing Had a completely different design Oh okay It's if you see it you'll go like What the fuck Her, Her original design is Because she's Captain Britain's sister
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's problematic. Yeah, I knew that. What, what, what am I thinking? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that's a version of Psylocke that I do not like.
1: <laughs> well, that was her old body. That body's dead now. Before she started turning Japanese. I really think so. Yes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing.
0: Now, the funny thing about that song is that that's one of those songs where, you know, you could hear it like two dozen times and then eventually you're like, wait a minute, I know what this song is about.
1: Well, it's about it's about being dumped.
0: Yeah. Well, I always I always assumed that it was about masturbation. You know, you kind of like squint your eyes. <laughs> no, you? no,
1: it's about being dumped. Okay. You're one of those guys who thinks who thinks under the bridges about Rodney King, aren't you?
0: Well, I don't know about that.
1: Okay.
0: But but then there was uh there was Slow Ride by Foghat. And I, they used to. be... Well, it still is one of my favorite songs, but, but like, oh, God, I made it, I think I made it all the way through high school, and then, like, one day, I'm like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> slow ride!
0: It's like, especially when it starts getting really fast toward the end, and then the singer's like,
1: slow ride!
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, he's shooting off, I'm like, I know what this song's about. Oh, God. Or <laughs> <laughs> wango tango by ted nugent
1: hey we don't want to piss off ted nugent
0: (laughs) oh nugent's harmless unless you're a pheasant or a bear
1: he blasts the pheasants
0: he eats pheasants
1: no no, it's pheasant sounds like pet never mind oh (laughs) but yeah psylocke she showed up in exactly one episode of the fox x-men series yeah it was and, one of those weird episodes where it's like, oh, here's this other character who's an x-Men who we have never seen before
0: yeah, it's probably a good thing that she only showed up in one episode I know,
1: but the, isn't that just a weird thing to do
0: yeah, it is
1: and here's this character that was popping the comics that we've never seen before mm-hmm.
0: sometimes I wonder if it was like a problem with the censors maybe like like what what's what's with the girl with the one piece swimsuit what 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 is this why why are we putting her in the show? Well, well, uh well, it's Psylocke, she's a popular character, and they're like, well, are you DC or Marvel? We're Marvel. Oh, can't have that in there.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe if your name was Bruce Tim.
1: I think you got to remember the thing about Bruce Tim is he's a very friendly guy, and he's able to form rapports with people that day. I mean, he sat there in the censor rooms, and he spun some of the worst bullshit ever. And he got everything he wanted.
0: Like, see, the reason that Poison Ivy needs to be sexy is, and then the the network execs were like, oh, I understand now. And then they walk out of the room and are like, wait a minute, how how did he do that?
1: Well, he's a Jedi.
0: <laughs> he tricked us.
1: It, it, he just waves his hand and says, there will be Tommy guns in the show. It's like,
0: well, now now the show's gonna give nine year old boners. You know, what do we do about this? Well, I guess we can't do anything. We already okayed it.
1: Like I said, I just imagine him just waving his hand.
0: Like, Poison Ivy will be hot. Yes, she will.
1: (laughs) Just that's why I imagine just...
0: And there will be lesbian subtext between her and... uh... Subtext? (laughs) Okay. Overt lesbian implications.
1: (laughs) I mean, he got away with a lot.
0: I mean, Paul Dini even came out and said, well, of course they're having sex. (laughs) Like, let's I love Paul, you, Dini. Paul Dini.
1: <laughs> let's Paul Dini. Of course he'll say that.
0: Yeah, sure I, so.
1: I mean, it's... I just think it's really, really funny that, that that happens, and the only guy I ever heard that really bitches about censors in the history of everything was you-know-who.
0: Yeah, our favorite guy.
1: John Semper. Yeah. So, let's see here. I think we're going to not say the word... S with an Onyx for a while.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's gonna be something that's gonna be dead and buried for a while.
1: But we should talk about the M with an Mario.
0: Yeah, Mario. Mario. <laughs> I I always kind of snicker a little little whenever somebody says Mario.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when J when I did that to JT? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because he's Canadian, he's a Canuck. He...
1: Let's do yeah. Let's do an episode on Mario cartoons.
0: Okay. Oh god, there's so many of them.
1: Okay, there's Donkey oh, the, Kong.
0: Yeah, there's the Donkey Kong. Cur- I'm I'm not talking about in terms of shows. I'm talking in terms of actual episodes. It's just
1: no, oh, we're not god. gonna watch every episode. Oh who no, do you think, God who no. do you think we are? The Tooncast Beyond.
0: <laughs> you know he he wants me to do a show with him about video game cartoons, and I'm like, okay, as long as I get to be the smartass.
1: We haven't had Blanchard on for a while. Maybe we should do something with Blanchard again.
0: Sure.
1: What's something he would talk about?
0: Um, I don't know. We could always ask him.
1: Okay, let's try to get him on for Turbo Teen.
0: <laughs> you know, I kind of hazed him a little this morning because he has this he has this video game program on his on his uh, on his website called uh, Extreme Retro Gamers. Except the last year episodes, they've been talking about modern games, and I'm like, you know. We, I think you guys changed the name of the show to Extreme Modern Gamers since so you guys aren't talking about retro games. And the response I got back was like, oh, well, that's the name we picked so we've got to stay the course. Something like that. Because It's like, Blanchard has this thing about not about the way the shows are abbreviated or how you know, if they if they make something it sounds like, you know...
1: A sound? Like yeah, a, a sound.
0: word? Yeah, like uh, like the the Powers of Grayskull podcast called the Pogs podcast or
1: that's yeah, just, the, the, you know what, that sounds like the Trogs, or the Chuds. Well, I'm
0: like, I'm a, well, not only that, I was like, do you know what a Pog is?
1: <laughs> it's this thing that people used to collect off of milk bottles. Yeah,
0: it's it's a it's a cardboard cap on a milk bottle. It's like, you could have, uh, him, and his, him and his acronyms, but XRG isn't even an acronym, it's just an abbreviation. And it does sound cool, but if it's not a retro podcast, it's like, okay. Okay there's there are these podcasts there one is called Retronauts, it's called it's about retro video games then there was one called Retro RetroForce Go it was about vi- retro video games a retro gaming roundup about retro video games <laughs> it's like do you see a pattern here
1: oh neil do you think we can invite the uh, happy console gamer on for an episode
0: um you know what i asked him already and he's he's getting married and he's got like a bunch of other stuff going on and he said okay. he's not going to be
1: available I'm okay, well, he's also busy doing cameos on now.
0: <laughs> You're going to ace him about that.
1: If he's on, I promise you I won't bring it up. Okay. On the show itself. You got to admit that you almost want to ask him, dude.
0: I do, but,
1: <laughs> you know, if I confront everyone
0: on every on every little association that I have, everyone's got, like, this friend that they don't like to talk about. <laughs> It's like
1: if you if you really like, like, like James Rolfe has Mike, Mike Matai and
0: uh, God. Mike Matai needs to go away. But, you know, if if you really get down to it, you know, all the all the reviewers, everyone, it's got like a Kevin Bacon thing. Everyone's like closely show, associated with everyone else. Technically, you know, Bob Mackey's like like two degrees of separation away from the, the gaming rapist. If you want to be technical. <laughs> And Bob I'll Mackie's take
1: that like, degree buffer as much as I can. Yeah.
0: And Bob Mackey's probably like, I've never even heard of the gaming people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you probably haven't, but you know, someone you know knows this guy.
1: I I know, but it's it, it's almost like I was talking to what's his name in in the SGVY chat, and they brought up uh you you know I like Ju Wario, and I said, you know that's like the most offensive review name ever.
0: You know I'm not I'm not so offended by that just because. I mean, just saying that he's a Jew, I mean, they're they're worse. I mean, I I think the, the the gaming Jew was worse, but I don't think he was necessarily offensive. I just think he was just dumb.
1: Now that's a... And, and, and Chris agreed with me, though, and he says that's why he's calling himself by his real name more often, so... Uh, because he realized, oh my goodness, I don't want to be known as, as Jew Wario for the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure eventually he will transition out of that. But game Jew is just GameJu was this guy who, who was like a musician, and he was on Screw Attack for, I don't know, not too long.
1: So his videos are him going to GameStop and uh, haggling with the used game prices?
0: No, his videos are him <laughs> singing video game songs. Oh,
1: okay. In. It's just There's this
0: really, un- there's sort of uncomfortable video of him singing a song for uh, Miyamoto. And Miyamoto's like, ah, who is this freak? And, you know, he's trying to be polite to him, but he's also like, clearly like who who the fuck is this
1: well it's the same thing with the the sonic movie the creator of sonic actually tweeted about it
0: mm, oh really
1: yeah <laughs> oh i shouldn't have brought that up sorry
0: oh uh, no that's okay We we were talking about yuji naka yeah <laughs> what did he have to say about it
1: i can't read recond- kanji oh i or i guess it's katakana and it, it's on twitter but uh, yeah, he he said basically fans made this movie. Here's the link. <laughs> oh. Very non-committal, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like this happened. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about what I would be. I would be like, well, this happened.
1: That really happened.
0: Not the way I would have done it, but okay.
1: Get these goddamn army guys out of my hedgehog game. <laughs> Get these goddamn long cows out of my hedgehog movie. <laughs> so let's do a Mario episode. Who do we? Who do you want? Do you want Blanchard just because it's Blanchard, or do you want to get uh, a gaming guy?
0: Um, we don't. See, we don't really need a gaming guy per se. Just because the the cartoons have so little to do with the games. I mean, I'm pretty much the gaming guy. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll... We'll shop it around to Blanchard, JT, you know the usual suspects.
1: The usual suspects. Yeah. Let's see here. We need to. Uh...
0: I mean, a lot of a lot of what could be said about relation in relationship to the games was already said by Bob Mackie when we had him on. That you know the 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 Mario World cartoon had nothing to do with Mario World. It was like this weird interpretation where they had cavemen in the cartoon.
1: I know. How about we do an episode on? On 90s Hanna Barbera,
0: oh boy! Oh wait, that would include Johnny Bravo and okay, that's see 90s Hanna Barbera. It's like it's like bad, 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 bad. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it also includes uh, SWAT Cats.
0: That's true. Although SWAT Cats was you know okay.
1: It was okay, but uh, it did birth a couple of furries in this generation. Yeah. There was also um, Pirates of Dark Water Mm -hmm. and Yo, 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 yo. God damn it. (laughs) So 90's Hanna-Barbera is a nice well not, it's it's a mix.
0: Yeah, it's like the dawn of Cartoon Network.
1: The primordial ooze, if you will. Two stupid dogs. I never got the point of two stupid dogs.
0: It was basically like Hannah Barbera saying, hey, let's do Ren and Stimpy. Only without the humor. Jokes.
1: Without the humor, without the it, animation. It,
0: it could be funny, it was just really slow at times. It was like, hey, here's a joke. Pause. Here's another joke. Pause. And then eventually some big fat guy would would, would come into the show and he'd be like, isn't that cute? But it's wrong! And that would be an episode of Two Stupid Dogs. And then there was Super Secret Secret Girl. Which was amusing in its own way.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Especially when they had Heck Hound, which I think is the most hilarious character ever. (laughs) It's like, Heck Hound, you fiend! I I love the joke that they can't say hell on TV, so they have to say heck.
1: There's another joke like that. Like, uh, they couldn't call the devil the devil on uh, Power Hunt Girls, so they called him him. Yeah. Which I thought actually worked. Mm Mm-hmm. It actually helped in building the, if you would call it a mythology, a mytho- the mythology in the show.
0: There was another joke uh, similar to that when they did uh, uh, what was that game? Uh, Bionic Commando Reloaded or whatever. The one where is they, that,
1: they is that the one where the guy's wife becomes his arm?
0: Uh, I didn't know that was the case, but <laughs> you know, because in the NES game they took out all the Hitler, well, most of the Hitler references, and they just. They didn't refer to to the bad guys as the Nazis. They called them like I don't know the the nasties or something. I, I don't know. They they completely neutered it. And then <laughs> they, in they the new them... game, in the new game, they kind of mixed the the Japanese with the American interpretation. And you know they would just kind of like playfully refer to the, to the Nazi characters as you know those those guys are you know who and
1: <laughs> so kind of this officer, officer McNasty.
0: Yeah, they're just kind of like just kind of lampshading the whole issue like. Like, we know who it is, but we can't say.
1: <laughs> oh, Neil, I actually was listening back on past episodes. Yeah. All the way back on our environmentalism and cartoons episode. Yeah. Guess, uh, Stephanie was the guest. Mm-hmm. And guess what movie she told us to watch. What movie? Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she told us to watch that movie. Oh, no. I didn't realize it.
0: See, I just haven't listened to that episode since.
1: But yes, that's what that's what happened, Neil. Oh my God. But still, I enjoyed the movie for all the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> it's freaky.
1: I wonder if they're going to make a documentary on Ken Penders.
0: Who knows? Although in this age of documentaries about anything, you yeah, know, it seems plausible.
1: There are some good ones.
0: And it'll be one of those documentaries where he thinks they're making a, a a documentary to set the record straight, you know, in his in his favor. But you know, you go to watch it, and it's like, here's this sad, sad man who wanted to make his own Sonic stories.
1: <laughs> and here is and here is a preview of his movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and here is Yuji Naka commenting on it. Yugi, it's just like a quick shot of Yuji Naka with a with a subtitle that says, Well it's a movie and then it cuts
1: away. I th- I th- I thought I thought you would just have him doing doing the face palm. Yeah. you know, just just here is his comment and just him doing the face palm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where he cuts the Yuji Naka he just doesn't do anything. He just stares at the camera and then it cuts away really fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just ask this Scientologist. Uh <laughs> you remember that episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. Before he said anything, he just got away. <laughs> He'll tell you that. Oh, Phil Hartman. Oh, I miss him. You know, John Semper was the last guy to work with him. Oh, God. <laughs> According to him, that is.
0: Well, who knows? I mean, he, he had he had a lot of projects going at the time of his death. Like he, Yeah, he, but
1: Semper, not as many.
0: Like, uh, Phil Hartman was the voice of Blasto for that that video game that no one remembers
1: oh the weirdest thing was it was so easy for any two-bit cartoon two-bit game to get a cartoon it didn't even have to be a good game it's a donkey kong country got a game got a cartoon uh you know what i mean and and now it's like they're they're just really wary of making game cartoons again
0: yeah you know, the, the, the gaffe you just did there, or you're like, there was even a Donkey Kong game. That reminds me of a joke that was on RetroWare TV where they're talking about, uh, you know, Pac-Man, how it exploded in the early 80s. There was like, there were Pac-Man, you know, plushies, there, were, there was a Pac-Man cartoon. There was even a Pac-Man video game.
1: <laughs> I just don't get it. What? I, I just don't get how how make, how these people make these new cartoons. We should also do an episode on... Uh... On uh, J. Ward, we need to do the episode. So. Yeah, yeah. We need well, a good guest.
0: Yeah, I wanna, I wanna do like a, like a two-parter, which is like Jay Ward, and then like the follow-up will be the, uh, the Leonardo cartoons.
1: Yes. George, George, George of the Jungle.
0: Because there is some like some weird crossover kinship between the two. It's like they're distinct and yet they shared shows somehow.
1: So, what do you think of the Mr. Peabody movie coming out?
0: About the same as I think of the Yogi Bear movie. It's like
1: Justin Timberlake. Someone,
0: yeah, Justin Timberlake, Timberlake was a good boo boo, but overall that movie had no heart.
1: Hey, boo boo.
0: I mean, I don't think they really got the point of Yogi Bear.
1: Oh, we should talk about some of the '90s direct uh, to whatever Yogi Bear movies.
0: Oh, hang on, I got to answer the phone. I'll be right okay. back.
1: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Just so you listeners know, there was a movie in the 1990s of Yogi Bear where Yogi Bear was abducted by aliens. It sucked. Ring, 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 banana phone.
0: Ring, 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 banana phone. I've got this feeling. Okay, I'm back.
1: Okay. So another thing is, maybe we should do a, a a retrospective on Oswald.
0: Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Yes. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about Oswald, except that he was like the prototype Mickey, and he...
1: He's he an epic Mickey, too.
0: Yeah, and he continued to appear in Walter Lance cartoons for a while. Like, he was in a lot of Andy Panda cartoons, which is, which is fucking weird.
1: Actually, I was reading an introspective on Oswald on yeah. uh, what's it called what's the name of that news site that's uh, that brand new gaming news site uh, i think it's, i think it's like the polygon or something like that it's uh they 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 did a story on Oswald mhm and they they were outright accusing a certain other animation company of looking at Oswald and saying we need a rabbit oh really this article was yeah yeah on polygon.com I think that that was a little, that was stretching it a bit.
0: Yeah, because you know, a lot of cartoons back then kind of looked alike. I mean, I'm gonna guess they're accusing Bugs Bunny, right? Yes. Yeah. See, there, I can sort of understand that, but you know, if you if you look back at like the old Warner Brothers cartoons, there are actually other characters that are more blatant than Bugs Bunny. I
1: mean, I mean if you look at Oswald, Oswald looks more like uh, more looks more like Bosco than.
0: Yeah. Well. Well, the way Walter Lance changed, uh, Oswald, he did sort of more resemble a Bugs Bunny, like an early Bugs Bunny. So maybe that's where they're thinking of it. But even then, I'm like, eh. Like, what, what was that fox character that, that, uh, that Warner Brothers had earlier on? There was like a fox. And that, that's more of like a ripoff of Bugs Bunny and Oswald than anything else.
1: Yeah, here it is. If you look at the early cartoons, he's almost a prototype for the, other cartoon rabbits who will remain nameless.
0: See, that's that's wrong because the early the early Oswald does not look like Bugs Bunny at all. Later the, ones, yeah, but I don't think I think the uh, the Bunny early
1: was, Bugs Bunny does not look like doesn't look look like any Oswald at all. The early yeah. Bugs Bunny is way different.
0: Yeah, and the later Oswalds sort of look like Bugs Bunny, but I think Bugs Bunny was established by then. Yeah. So I I don't think you can uh, you can really. Uh, Connect those two. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I guess the character was just called Foxy. Yeah. If you oh, look... you
1: you know you know who voiced Oswald? Who? Here's a hint. Okay. It's I, it's uh, Marvel Frank, Frank from wrote Epic Mickey two and it's Frank yeah. Walker.
0: Yeah. Well you kinda of threw me there, I'm like, Leonard Nemoy?
1: That would have actually been awesome.
0: <laughs> that would have been fucking weird.
1: Yeah, I, I... I think that that freaks me out. Yeah, I, I think the whole idea that Oswald and Mickey no, no there's, Oswald, there's no relation. Oswald and and uh, Bugs, I I don't that that's just that's just a whole bunch of bullshit. No, no.
0: Like I said, Foxy is more of a ripoff of Oswald and Mickey.
1: But yeah, they, this these is people
0: don't know what they're talking about. Well,
1: it's a brand new gaming website, Neil. Maybe you should uh, start making comments and telling them they're wrong. I don't know
0: if they're. If it's a gaming website that doesn't know what it's talking about, I tend to just stay away.
1: Well, they're brand new, they can still be trained.
0: I guess. But there are already other gaming websites that I like.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm just reading it because it was connected to The Verge, which is a tech website and I like reading about tech. That'd be like saying that that'd be like saying Mickey resem you know, Mickey resembles other cartoon rodents that are in other cartoons that also have a cat nemesis wink wink
0: <laughs> wink
1: it, it's because you know pete the cat mm-hmm. you know it's like well you know mickey and pete the cat they were the original tom and jerry even though they weren't you know i mean people could say that and, and and you'd be wrong i mean there's nowhere that that would be right so yeah it's we should talk about oswald in an episode I don't really think there's much to say about. It. I don't think it's gonna be a whole episode. No,
0: there's not much to say about. It. I mean, he was.
1: I mean, I mean, Oswald to me is as interesting as Bosco.
0: Yeah, which is not very interesting.
1: Like, like I said, it's uh, with, with Bosco. Warner Brothers new Bosco. You know, Warner Brothers went through their their archive and like, oh, what the fuck is this, Bosco? Bosco, what the fuck is this? And then and then they. Uh, for some reason, Tiny Toons episode did an episode honoring ha- Honey and Bosco, even though they were shit. And then and it, or it's, it's actually, you know, Oswald is slightly better than Buddy. <laughs> and Buddy's a case of, of, of the Warner Brothers team going through their archive and going, what the fuck is this? This guy's boring. Why is he here? Okay, the Warners are going to abuse him.
0: You know, it's so weird to think that there was a time when cartoons weren't made to be funny. They were made to be, like, you know, set to music, and that's it. It's like, ugh, oh, trying to watch these old cartoons. I'm like, like, yeah, they're they're good for historical significance, but it doesn't mean I have to enjoy them.
1: It'd be like trying to – it'd be like imagining you, – you know how you go to the movie theater now, and they do those quizzes and stuff before mm-hmm. the movie starts? Mm-hmm. It'd be like twenty years from now, someone's trying to catalog those quizzes. Yeah. Like in the summer of 2011, they played this quiz before this movie.
0: Oh God! See, that would be boring if they just <laughs> see th- those would still be interesting if you just presented them in the original context. It's like here's a piece of trivia that you probably don't know. It's like some of those are pretty interesting. Like that's how I found out that the Power Glove kid from The Wizard. Is now a pedophile? Yeah, he's a pedophile. He's on the sex offender list. (laughs) He couldn't keep his power glove to
1: himself. Oh God! It's so bad. Ooh yeah. No. Now it's gonna be stuck in your head. Boom boom. What was that? Secret to my success. That was the name of the movie. Yeah. Michael J. Fox. Bad movie.
0: Uh, you know what? I don't remember the movie.
1: It starred, what's her name, who was Supergirl? Heather.
0: What's her name? Yeah.
1: Back when she was hot. Or, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much the only reason why I ever enjoyed Supergirl. Because I tried watching it recently, I'm like, oh. Like, I'd rather put in Superman 3. <laughs> At least you didn't
1: say Superman 4.
0: No, there's no reason to ever watch Superman 4. <laughs>
1: You know what? Uh my friend Rob, his favorite movie is Supergirl. Because really? he loves he loves her. Well I can
0: understand if it's just because she's hot.
1: He loves the character too. No?
0: I don't know. I I guess I never really got Supergirl. At least up to that point I didn't really get her. I like I like her in the Bruce Timm cartoon.
1: Lots of old fans didn't because she wore that costume.
0: Oh a lot of old fans need to get
1: <laughs> I I thought that was a I thought that was a very drastic modernization that was basically here's the modernization right here, plain as day. Here it is, it's already printed, you can't stop it.
0: Yeah, I I, I can understand to a certain extent. I mean they they did change her her design up a lot of bit uh, uh, quite a bit, but uh but you know, for me the belly shirt kinda worked, so I was like, okay.
1: It youthened her. Yeah. So, yeah, it's maybe we should do an episode on uh, The Incredibles. Ooh. We're getting requests on people who want us to watch The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and Part 2. Hmm.
0: I suppose I can do that.
1: All uh, right, Neil. Well, and they have the same problem as Batman Year 1. It's going to be a very literal interpretation of the book. Yeah. And the book...
0: I, I've heard some bad things about Part 2. Like, I I, I think people have said that Part 1 was okay, but Part 2 was just kind of... Uh,
1: yeah part two is uh, that's my review my review is imagine they took the 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 book and they made the pictures move okay there you go
0: yeah it's kind of similar to the problem of people not understanding localization it's the problem it's problem of someone not understanding how to adapt it's basically a problem of not understanding the point of adaptation it's like you need to change the medium to make it work in this other context. You can't just Big brother. Oh, you can't just do a literal one for one uh import from one from one source to another.
1: I know, and, and like I said, what made the, the others so good was was the fact that they changed up a little bit, like uh what was I thinking of? Um you know, Crisis on Two Earths was very good. Changed things up a little bit. The first flight was very good. You know, the only direct interpretation I liked was actually All-Star Superman. Mm-hmm. And and that's simply because I thought it was such a wonderfully good Superman story that it, it deserved it. Because there, there are so very few good Superman stories and so many bad ones, like Superman vs. The Elite is a bad Superman story. So it just makes me very happy when I see a good Superman story. But at the same time, there are so many different Batman stories that are good that if you had to start going back and mining the old ones, like Batman Under the Red Hood worked because it may, it interpreted a really bad graphic novel and made it work in, in its own space versus making it work in the mess that was DC Continuity. With Superboy Prime punching the walls of reality making Jason Todd come back to life in the uh, coffin. and See? Isn't that much better?
0: Uh, yeah. It, it, it makes you wonder why they didn't just do it the way the, the movie did it. It's, just, it's like, yeah, we have this character called the Pras Al Ghul who can erase Al Gh- I don't know how you pronounce the character's name. Ray Al Ghul. Yeah. We have this character who can bring people back to life with this Lazarus Lazarus pit. Why did I just develop a lisp? Lazarus pit. And we have this character with a Lazarus pit. We could just use that. No, let's use Superboy and have a punched reality.
1: What were you thinking? They were thinking summer crossover event.
0: They were like, if only there was a character who could resurrect other characters. Do we have anyone like that? Chirp, chirp. Who's, who's related
1: to... Who's related directly to Batman.
0: Chirp, chirp, chirp. Anyone? Anyone know of such a character? Chirp, chirp, chirp. Let's use Superboy. Fuck you. <laughs> Even I knew that. Come on. I don't read comics.
1: <laughs> I know you don't. Because <laughs> every time like... you want to, I tell you a story about, about one and you're like, Oh, I don't. I would have been that. like, use Rachel Gould. Who?
0: No, let's just use Superboy. God damn it! God damn it! DC.
1: Yep, and they have and they have Superman and Wonder Woman do, dating now because everything's been undone. Mm. And I, I think that's a very shallow relationship. That
0: yeah, I don't I don't like Superman with Wonder Woman. I I I gotta say I actually kind of dig it when they when they when fans kind of pair up Batman with with Wonder when they pair up Batman with Wonder Woman. Cause it's, it's sort of this weird dynamic that well, well, kind of works.
1: The, she, she's, she's, she's the prom queen and he's the bad boy.
0: Yeah. Well, to so me, that, it's that's like, how
1: Bruce Tim puts it.
0: To me, it's like she has this weird respect for his sense of honor. It's just like she, she almost has no respect for any guy, but she kind of digs Batman. It's like, cause he almost doesn't care. <laughs> like he's not a pig at all. He's just, he's just, he's, an just, an he's just
1: anti-social.
0: I can understand this guy.
1: honestly if i had to pick a a, a, a anyone existing to pair with batman Mm -hmm. i have two choices Mm -hmm. and they're both fringe choices at that because they would never let this first one happen even though they should have a long time ago you know catwoman Mm -hmm. because come on
0: yeah well they've always been kind of teasing that and it's just kind of I don't know. I, I feel like it's been done, even though it hasn't.
1: You know, you, you know, shoot her can. Come on.
0: Yeah, it's like, like make them fuck.
1: Come on. Number two is not Talia because I'm sick of that. Yeah. Number two, Black Canary.
0: Ooh, now there's there's a character. See back back to uh, Catwoman for a moment. I I think what it is is like DC authors. You know, they the writers must have like seen. Seen uh, moonlighting, and been like, hmm. When Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd started fucking on the show, that's when things went south. Let's never do that. And so they they just kind of perpetually tease this thing between Batman and Catwoman, but they never quite go there.
1: Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, it has to go somewhere. I mean, I, I mean, they 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 both operate in the same city. I, I either. Either go somewhere or it or it doesn't. I mean, e- either he cuts it all off, or or he reforms or and he dates her. Mm-hmm. You do one or the other because because Batman's supposed to be a person of extremes. That's true. And and like I said, it's it, it just won't work. We but it should. They should either do something or nothing.
0: And see, that's kind of my conundrum at the moment is that I'm I'm. Starting up to see in again, and I'm, I'm looking at the character relationships and I'm like, I have this lesbian character who's, you know, very, very soon in the comic is going to be breaking up with her current girlfriend and starting this kind of hinted at lust for my main character. And I'm like, where am I going to go with that? Hmm, there's two directions I can go. And one of them is really tempting, but it's also, it also, uh, kind of, Kind of triggers the the moonlighting clause, which is like you should never do this because once once they start screwing, it can't be undone and you throw away all the tension.
1: Well, the biggest thing is tension's overrated. Yeah. Well, in, in my opinion, tension's overrated. Number two, I think that that it's you know what it is to keep the tension there. Mm-hmm. It's it's not to stop the moonlighting. You know what it is it? It's the Takahashi. Pause.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing is the Takahashi which is you do never move the characters and that's also wrong. So it's like you have to find this weird balance. It's like how do I how do I, you know, progress the character development but not make it so that uh interest drops off drastically beyond a certain point. Like I think that's what happened with Josh Lesnick's comic Girly. He did this sequel to Wendy called Girly where you know the first chapter is is uh this story where the main character falls in love with this other girl but she's kind of like nervous about it and like doesn't quite understand what's going on because she's like oh my god am i a lesbian and it it was like this really kind of kinky you know you know romantic love story and then and then they fuck and then like the story continued and i'm like you know you know i, I don't have interest in this anymore because now they're Together and like, there's no reason for me to to read this comic anymore. And I think a lot of other people were the same way because like, I didn't hear much about that comic after that.
1: I I think the fact that if you make the relationship too much of the main focus of the comic, yeah, you get into this weird place to where to where you're almost like egging them on. You're this cruel god of this world <laughs> that's egging them on and then being like. Pulling them away just just so you can keep people on the edge of their seats, and the idea that you are this cruel god of this universe is is just wrong. At the same time, you 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 had it right the first time you know, when you said you just simply right, and you don't t- try to think about tropes because once you start yeah. thinking about tropes and anti-tropes, guess what?
0: Yeah, you you become a, a basket case. But yeah, I, I'm not it. really thinking about tropes. I'm just thinking about what what will keep the interest going. It's like I guess, I guess it's like just taking baby steps and not trying to, not trying to rush it and not trying to, to make it like a, uh, not, not try to fall into an arrested development sort of situation like, like Ranma.
1: Well, I'm thinking what you should do is, is you keep Dossian oblivious to the effect as long as I, I do,
0: I do like that. That is, that is like the most hilarious thing. Like, I had this, I had this one line that unfortunately got taken out because I, rebooted the comic at one point now I, i'm i realize i shouldn't have done that where they're talking about relationships and and parker is being like really really jaded and she's like she's like you you know you you're lucky if you can even find someone who you can you know share a beer with and and to goes goes well with that sort of attitude you're never going to find mr right and parker shoots back she's like oh i guarantee you that's never going to happen see and that was like the first big hint too
1: like i said neil you, you have to stop thinking about <laughs> stop writing for the fan expectation and start writing for the story yeah which is one of the most important things i think and now this has turned into talking about web comics oh that's okay and it,
0: the, is, it is it is relative to writing for cartoons although the we were talking about adapting comics to cartoons earlier and i think Comics have a different sort of pacing than cartoons. And that's right. part the, of the problem with with the way they're doing adaptations nowadays.
1: Right. And uh, as, as some listeners know, I also do webcomics. And I'm i I've get, getting lots of weird feedback on my new script I'm drawing now. Some people say, oh, this is really good. There are people saying, oh, this is terrible. And some people saying, are you going to – It's a real, and most people are telling me it's a really bad idea of releasing day-to-day. You should just release mm-hmm. issues at a time. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Neil?
0: I I don't know. I I'm still kind of contemplating about when I'm officially going to bring the comic back and uh what kind of schedule I'm gonna keep or if it's going to be a schedule maybe it'll be like one month there's a there's a new chapter and it goes for so many days and then there's kind of a pause and then it comes back again.
1: Kitty Hawk Speed?
0: Yeah, kitty hawk speed. <laughs> Where I'm going to try to stay ahead. Where I'm, where I'm, I have like a set of pages that I'm working on, where I can color them all at once, and then I just kind of slam them out there, like maybe twice weekly.
1: All right. Yeah. But yeah, you... like I said, it's. Uh, many people will still ask me what comics I've done. I've done. You can find them. It's easy to find. And yeah. I mean, I've drawn over what fifteen, sixteen, close to eighteen hundred pages. I think, The web comics. <laughs> it's all out there. It's you know, it might not be the greatest. In fact, that I ha- if I had to be honest, I think that out of the uh, 50 issues, not no, 60, let's say 62 issues of comics I've written, I'm only really proud of four of them. Mm. And that that's me being extremely honest because. I am my own worst critic, and I think part of the thing was I was trying to produce like a professional, trying to produce more and more pages, and sometimes the story fell on the wayside just so I had pages to draw. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of stories that I'm like, oh, I can't believe I did this. Oh, I'm ashamed of this. It's it, it, something that's happened. It's, But you know what? Overall, it is a great experience. And I am overall proud of the fact that I have produced that many pages in such a Small amount of time. Mm-hmm. I, I joke and I say I'll take Fred Gallagher another three years to match my archives. And I've been drawing in three years. Mm. And I started five years after he started. I'm sorry, he's such an easy target. I know. He, he really is, but yeah. It's We should also do an episode on the, the Gold Digger animated shorts.
0: Oh, yes.
1: What I loved was when Pavel told us about the cola.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that's a series by a fan. Yes. I sang I uh, Dare while playing Team Fortress 2. Oh, jeez. Wiped out the whole other team. You know what they say? What? Oh my god, shut the fuck up! Oh my god, why are you killing me? How are you doing this? Bohemian Rhapsody works really good, too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But, yeah, let's see. What other episodes should we have up ahead, Neil? Well, we are going to have Escaflone in the next couple weeks, right, Neil? Oh, yes. Then we're going to do Mario. 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 I think JT's uh, Twitter got hacked again. Oh. We're going to have Blanchard on for something. It's going to be funny.
0: It's going to be wacky. Waka waka.
1: I almost want to invite fest on again just to sort of get them all riled up again. You know. But I don't think so. We need to get some new blood on.
0: See, when you lose an argument and you try to pin it on the way I edit the show, that doesn't make me very happy.
1: <laughs> and then he says, I was the only kidding.
0: Yeah, you don't kid about me.
1: Yeah, you you don't mess with our integrity, man. And also, listeners, I'm putting out again, if you disagree with any comments we make on any shows, if you want to revisit any old episodes, just email us, leave a comment, we'll do it. Because we always are welcome to open a reasonable dialogue with our listeners. Isn't that right, Neil?
0: Yeah. if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Actually, he isn't, but... uh, um, I'm going to full rank and say we are going to still do the Listener's Fight back, <laughs> Because I think that those, some of those are, are our best jokes. But yeah, it's let's see here. We need to do an episode on... Uh... Should we do an episode on Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't want to, but...
0: Uh, I don't it was,
1: know. It was a cartoon, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess it was like multiple cartoons. It, they they kind of took... like two or three different Yu-Gi-Oh! series in Japan and just called it Yu-Gi-Oh! here in the States. Because there, there is a point at which there's, like, a different cast of characters. I think it's Yu-Gi-Oh! that does this.
1: No, they called it the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because one day I walk- I turn on Cartoon Network and I'm like, this is clearly Yu-Gi-Oh! but, you know, where's where's the guy with the purple and yellow hair? <laughs> Kafka? <laughs> no, the other guy. The guy <laughs> whose hair looks like a star. Kafka, Damn it. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is like the show that really took the, the cloud strife hair design theory and went way too far with it. I'm like, what is with the hair in this cartoon? Everyone's got like jaggy pointies everywhere. It's like, how do and they walk the,
1: through the door? And then there's the girl with the huge boobs.
0: Well, that's okay. I
1: thought you were going to say which one because all of them.
0: Yeah, they all have big
1: boobs. Did you know that they did many episodes where what's really funny is they had a lot of episodes of guns and they just edited it for four kids where they're just pointing their fingers like, hey, you there, stop. I have this badge. No, that was the other show.
0: I know, but I couldn't help doing a cross reference.
1: I know, but that was was stupid, wasn't it? How many times did he brandish the badge?
0: That was really dumb.
1: (laughs) I have this badge, which you've seen the other three times I brandished it.
0: I'm going to try to reflect the light into your eye so you stop.
1: Stop! I am brandishing a badge!
0: If you don't stop, I'll get out my nerf gun. (laughs) Nerf or nothing! Pew pew! (laughs) Suction cup darts start flying through the air. I don't know. Don't make me get out the super soaker.
1: I don't know. Let's see, so... We're not touching Naruto again. Oh god, no. We might have to do Bleach again because we might have to talk a little bit more in depth because Bleach is a little, a little bit more wealth, has a little bit more wealth than we gave it. Mm-hmm. We needed to definitely do you Yu Hakus Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we so that's an episode we're going to do coming up. Anyone interested in Yu Yu Hakus Show, contact us. Okay, Yu Yu Show. Um, uh... What were the other shows that they had? Uh... You know what? I'll be honest. I was never a fan of Gundam. You, Neil? Gundam? No, not really. Yeah, okay, then we might you need know, to find some Gundam guests. I heard
0: something funny recently, and I, I I verified it, is that in Transformers, the movie, you know the scene where a Hot Rod and Cup are thrown into the Quintesson jail cell? Yeah. And they're, they're looking around, and there's like broken up robots in the cell next to them. Two of the robots that are in the, the two of the damaged robots that are in the adjacent cell to them are Gundams.
1: How they get away with that? Uh, well, they're so they're so
0: they're so disheveled and and broken apart that you know you could see it like twenty thirty times and not realize that that's what it is.
1: Oh, okay. So, well, I'm surprised they didn't just make one of them leader one. <laughs> they they probably
0: could have done that. but
1: I think that was kind of pushing
0: it because people still knew what GoBots were at that point.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. You know, as much as we made fun of GoBots back then, I think they still held their place in uh, in pop culture for a time. Well, if you, if... if you put Scooter in there, people would be like, "Hey, that's Scooter."
1: Wheelie, say. Oh
0: god. Virtually the same character, except Wheelie doesn't have peanut butter stuck to the roof of his mouth.
1: <laughs> like I said, it's I, I still checked it in Psychills uh, Wikipedia article. Still has that. Megatron bullshit in there. It's, that's we'll just get, fan speculation. That's the only
0: problem with Wikipedia is that there are articles that no one really cares about, and so no, there's no quality control.
1: The fact that Psykill has a, a, his own article is not just a subsection of the GoBots article. Yeah. What's really funny is I've talked to lots of people who still have Rock Lords, the <laughs> toys. Yeah. I mean, how weird is it that there's Rock Lord toys? I know.
0: Well, I, I, I always feel strange when people start defending the Rock Lords. They're like, oh, they're pretty cool toys. I'm like, oh, come on. They're transforming rocks.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what would you have before, that, a pet rock? Because before Transformers, you had like a toy car. Yeah.
0: Weren't, there, weren't there He-Man characters that were also transforming rocks? I vaguely remember something to this effect. I do not. Oh, you know what I I remembered today that you brought up earlier is that the the chipmunk sub story where they uh, were looking for their mother. I'm like, oh my god, I do remember that. Wasn't that like a, uh, wasn't that like a holiday special or something like? A no, it was, a, it was a
1: TV movie where they resolved the plot. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they did find their mother.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas time is here.
0: Oh no! I think that was a different one cause that the the Christmas one was was actually animated by uh God, what's his name uh Chuck Jones.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah,
1: that you're talking about the old Chipmunks cartoon.
0: Yeah, the well, it depends on what you mean by old, like not the Alvin show old, but like sometime in the early
1: '80s or maybe even the oh, late '70s. Oh, oh, the '80s show. I thought you were talking yeah. about the Alvin show. Yeah, I gotta well, say, I actually like the Alvin show more than the 80s Alvin and the chipmunks
0: yeah but between the Alvin show and and the Ruby Spears series uh, was a Christmas special done by Chuck Jones and
1: oh, it, that's gold
0: it kind of it kind of it was kind of like this weird sort of linchpin between the two where it was like still kind of the old concept of what the chipmunks were but it was kind of leaning toward the, the new series
1: I forgot why did they introduce the Chipettes again
0: um gender equality Quality, I guess.
1: And each chip hat was the direct of a, yeah, that was, that was a bit forceful. Yeah. do. like so you could have done
0: something else that was not... Because yeah. I, I really don't like that when it's like we're going to introduce a female character of an established male character. I mean, Batgirl, we talk about that. Batgirl's okay, but... uh, But like... Well, Batgirl isn't like the female Batman. No, she really isn't. She's kind of her own character. And Supergirl is the same way.
1: And, but but Batwoman is shit. Yeah. Because the whole thing was, you know, when they were introducing Batwoman, what was all the press about her again? What was it about her, her deep backstory or her the fact that she had lots of history or the fact that this will be a new take on a new vigilante in Gotham? What was the big press? Was, was any of that in the big press, Neil, or what was it?
0: It was her sexuality, which, again, you know, You know, have nothing wrong with gay people. I mean, of all people, you know, you know, I don't have a problem with gay
1: people. Yes.
0: Write a comic with lots of gay characters. But when that's all you define your character as, you know, that's, that's kind of missing the point. It's like you should have a gay character who, you know, can relate to other, relate to anybody, you know, for reasons other than, you know, if they,
1: if they built the whole thing up and they never mentioned one fact, one thing about her being gay. Yeah. It built it up about, oh, this is her motivation. This is why she's going to take out the mantle of the bat. This is... yeah. If they did that instead, when they were building up... no, But no, everything was, oh, she's a lesbian.
0: It's like, here's her character. Here, here, are her, here are her flaws. Here's what she likes and dislikes. Oh, and by the way, she likes to trip.
1: <laughs> and you Neil, know, I just sent you a link I think you'll enjoy. Are you watching it?
0: yeah I, I actually dropped this into the chat last night
1: oh okay that was you yeah that was me okay <laughs> what what do you think
0: that was pretty funny
1: I was like oh
0: no no nobody wants to be a quitter I was like this this needs to be made or like, I would watch your this movie every still night. has
1: a tag on it and that is
0: awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's called lesbian Mountain for people who want to go look that up on YouTube
1: like I said the funniest part was was when when they did I don't know how to quit you line and all of a sudden all these guys shit up
0: they're like you don't want to be a quitter yes and then they get married at the end and they're just like this is so disgusting (laughs) (laughs) although I don't know because you know at some point I became a sap and you know like, like it's like suddenly I've gotten into the romance angle of it too and that's why in Decian you have these Lesbian subplots going on that are not superhero related, but I, you know, I've gotten into that angle of the characters now. It's like I don't know how that happened.
1: I used to be a lech. I mean, so thank you, Neil, for giving us that. Yes. Like I said, the the fact that they turned Montoya into a lesbian because they wanted a lesbian on the <laughs> yeah, but Montoya
0: is actually a good character, so it doesn't it never really bothered me. It was just like oh. Montoya is a good character and now she's hot too.
1: That's Neil at animationfishadolls.com. <laughs> actually the funniest thing to me was with uh, Montoya. Let me tell you the story. Um actually never mind. Never mind the story. But you know, overall, I just I just think that defining a character is more important than than using these plug words lesbian, uh, Hispanic Black, yeah you know define the character I, I've never found Batwoman interesting yeah. afterwards because it, it, it's like Batwoman was this weird pre-crisis character that I think you know the costume don't you the yellow yeah. costume yeah that ran around with the bat purse <laughs> not kidding the,
0: the bat purse
1: yeah she had a bat purse
0: where she kept hairpins to pick locks, I presume. Don't don't even Neil. Well, I'm I'm going off of like all these really bad, literally bad old sexist jokes or tropes, I should say, from like the old days, where you know if it's a female character, she's got like a nail file and she uses that to to you know unlock doors and.
1: Where were they were they wearing very unbat esque uh, costumes where basically. And this was back when they had the uh, the candy cane uh, as Batgirl, the other Batgirl, the bad Batgirl. Oh, God. It's decoy 1 and
0: Decoy 2.
1: This really happened. Like I said, it's not a very Bat-esque outfit, is it?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like Batwoman's after us. What do we do? Shoot her because we can see her really well.
1: I, I just like I said, it's it's just such a really weird pick to resurrect this Batwoman character mm-hmm. and the best they can do to try to make her interesting to a new crowd is, Oh, and by the way she's a lesbian.
0: See, that's like the reverse of what I did, whereas I had I had a character, where I was like, what who's she gonna be? I'll make her a lesbian and then later on I'm like I found like a way to define the character and I was like, Okay, I don't really need the lesbian thing. I'll just keep the lesbian part.
1: But yeah, it's a, the the new Batwoman design. I think is kind of better for a bat design, but at the same time, it doesn't feel right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like it more. Of course, I've always been like a sucker for black and red. Black goes well with any color, though.
1: Bet on black. Yeah, bet on black. Oh, okay. Just That's just cool. overall, like I said, Bat Batwoman is such a weird character. It it this is back when you know. When there's Bat everything you know that when they have Batman Jones. Batman Jones you know about Batman Jones, yes, so the whole idea of Batwoman is just this really weird spot in in the bat universe to me that should be just not done mm-hmm. because because it shouldn't it was a bad idea then now that, that was back when they had ace the Bathound and there's only so many different ways of doing Ace. I mean, it's it's one thing to put, to give Bruce Wayne a dog, name him Ace, and just have him in the man, mansion, because that's like, oh, that's like a clever little hint. That's okay. Mm-hmm. To where you have a woman called Batwoman who's running around in the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a huge difference. You know, sooner or later, Gotham's going to get really crowded with all these vigilantes running around. That, you know, the whole idea of Batman's a loner. Mm-hmm. And you have all these people in the bat family just all in Gotham and Gotham yeah. has all these vigilantes, but crime's still a problem. Yeah, it's like Hmm, yeah.
0: Yeah, you have all these superheroes and crime doesn't seem to be getting solved. I'm trying not to make a political analogy here.
1: Yeah, I just I never really liked the idea.
0: Mm. Or or more to the point, it's always like the same suspects. It's like Joker never really gets caught. Well, he does, but he always breaks out. It's like something's wrong here. It's like Batman's not, not keeping his end of the bargain.
1: I almost want to do a whole episode where I do the, my Batman voice, but I, I think that'll wear on everyone's patience. Yeah. Start approaching skip level. Where are the other drugs? Yeah, that was, that was get,
0: getting kind of silly in those movies whenever he'd like just have a normal conversation with someone where he'd be, he'd be talking to, to Gordon. And are talking like this the whole time. And I'm like, oh God, this. Harvey is- Dent can he be trusted? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what if he doesn't
1: exist anymore? You know,
0: I was thinking about what we were just talking about about lesbian characters in comics, it, the the one series I don't know if I could say it was done right, but I think it was done, you know, more appealing than than Batwoman is the Amanda Connor Power Girl comics, where you know there was the Atley character and. Yeah, I don't know that they were I, never
1: lesbians, Neil.
0: I know, but you know, it was kind of lampshaded, and people were kind of raising an eyebrow about that, and it was fun to think about it. Yeah, I need to get my hands on those. But it's a crime that I do not have those.
1: The villain of that story was Ultra Humanite. You remember Ultra Humanite, don't you? Anyways, I think that's gonna wrap up this non sequitur episode of Things to Come. Yes. Alright, so this is your host Ben. We're going TV's here, And we're saying goodnight. Bye That's right. We have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Gray Join Optimus Solo and TF and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this forty-five episode long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekassradio.com. By the power of Gray Skull, we all have
0: the power. It was weird that it happened. I was I was trying to say something and like my tongue got
1: stuck and I, I... <laughs> you're tongue got stuck. That's right, guys. What's wrong with my tongue? Lazarus, I always enjoyed the band Lazarus. Live hearts. Oh, God. They didn't even write that song. That was someone else's song. That was Roy Orbison's. Yeah.
0: I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. I always kind of like their, their song, Hair of the Dog. Because it sounds like the ultimate asshole song. It even says, now you're dealing with the son of a bitch.
1: What was that other song that you what was it uh I used to love her by Haze Killer Yeah
0: that's funny but I think Naz the Nazareth song is even better cuz it's
1: like the type of
0: song that you'd want to play as you enter a room or like right after you broke up with a psychotic girlfriend It's like yeah this is my anthem I'm going to be a dick
1: Neil, what do you think of Star Trek Phase 2?
0: <sighs> that was... I'm still watching this. The guy's doing Spock singing Bilbo Baggins. What? what? Bilbo Baggins, greatest <laughs> little hobbit of them all.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that... So, I didn't... I pressed I Stop After before that. Okay, now I saw it and I wish I didn't. I cannot unsee that, Neil. So I I just forced Neil to sit down and watch Star Trek Phase Two, the episode in Harm's Way, the first episode of the series, and what I love is they call it episode four X one because Star Trek's original series only had three seasons.
0: So they gave it a production number. Yes. See, like I said during the actual the actual show, I can I can appreciate that they tried to be authentic with it. They tried to give it a, a production number, they tried to Put in commercial breaks. They tried to. Actually, that's all they tried to do. Beyond that, they were doing, they were doing like camera angles and all these things that the original show never did. Pain fiction. Yeah. It. Tons of exposition. Uh, CGI pans like you wouldn't believe. Barrel rolls. Do a barrel roll. (laughs) Slippy, look out. (laughs) I mean. This was, like, the most un-Star Trek show I've ever seen.
1: And he's seen Voyager. Yeah.
0: I I try to forget Voyager.
1: And he's seen Enterprise. (laughs) I've seen even less of that. But you have seen it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But, okay, Neil, let's let's back up a bit. Uh, There were lots of, oh, come on, moments, were there not? There were lots of those.
0: I don't know even know where to begin. Maybe maybe with the fact that they go back in time, and they just kind of land in this like old neighborhood, this old rundown neighborhood, and they knock on the first door they come to, and it's a woman who was okay. What was her relationship again? What was she
1: she was shacking up with Commodore Decker, uh, who traveled back in time from the the original series episode, the Doomsday Machine. I see. Yeah. And... When when in the episode we thought he died.
0: And he made like a a VHS tape for for Kirk should Kirk ever come looking for him, and the aspect ratio for a VHS tape was wrong. The the quality of a VHS I mean it, look, it looked better than like a Betamax. It was like this this could not possibly have been a VHS tape, but it looked like it. It's like I w- I would have at least tried to dirty it up. Yeah, I would have like recorded it like recorded the source file onto a VHS and then played it back to the computer just so I had that quality. I mean it's not hard. I mean you could still you could still go to like uh like goodwill and pick up a VHS recorder. I mean you you have to kind of look around but you will eventually find one.
1: But yeah, it it's to, to, like I said to me it has like what I call the uh the fan writing ADD symptom. Mhm. Where an episode of TOS would have handled like one tenth of what this story is, it would be like cut off one tenth of what this was and just do a whole episode on one tenth of this
0: yeah and again this is this is what I complain about in fan works, which is it's it's not the fact that the fan work exists, it's that people have an agenda when they're doing fan works it's It's like okay, I know of all these all these loose ends and plot holes in the story, so from the entire series, I should say, and so I'm going to tie tie together all these loose ends and try to make one cohesive story that explains everything and it's not interesting to watch.
1: <laughs> like there was the, there was a part at the beginning where they were at the gateway of forever and there they had this woman doctor and they were explaining, they weren't just explaining everything, they were explaining everything twice, three times to make sure that the audience gets it, gets it, gets it. And, Everybody and get like, that? And to to me, it's like, you know what, TOS would have done this, and they would have done it with, like, two lines. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm right. So, so like I said, the funny thing is, you know, it's Captain Pike and Captain Kirk teaming up to find the, the doomsday machine. And they explain how Captain Pike gets in the wheelchair. And actually, when it was almost over, Neil says, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got it. I know what they're going to do. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. But that's not the worst part. Scotty...
0: I, I know the mentality of people who do this. Of course, they were going to do that. And Why else would you have Pike there?
1: And and their Scotty, by the way, was terrible.
0: I mean, the Lucky Charms <laughs> Leprechaun sounded better than, than Scotty. In the...
1: That's Irish, not Scottish. Well,
0: that's how much better he sounded. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ouch. And so basically, the Enterprise and the Fair get. It wasn't even the Enterprise, it was some training ship and the Farragut were fighting the doomsday machine. And and you know then what happened, Neil? Um the, the orchestral music from Star Trek two started and
0: Oh uh I'm I'm blanking what
1: Admiral Kirk and the Enterprise show up. Oh
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. See what happened was once the music started playing, and then the ship started coming out. Neil's was like, "What? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was a reaction of I can't believe they did just did this. Are they really doing this? Oh my god, they are doing this. Why are they doing this? Please stop them. Why are they doing this? It's that sort of level of of, of shock, realization, you know, denial, and acceptance.
0: Yeah, and. And the reason why that is even there is because this guy owns the actual costume from the movie that William Shatner wore. So he put this on just so he could, he put the costume on just so he could have Admiral Kirk in his episode.
1: And he also had this line, and oh, by the way, Captain, contact Carol. It's a boy. God damn it. Lots of fan winks here.
0: Yeah. Fan winks or fan wanks.
1: Oh, they're both as bad now. But oddly, this is better than the Sonic fan movie. It is
0: better than the Sonic fan movie.
1: The CGI is better. Not by much. <laughs> it what, Like I said, one of the funniest things to me is... Uh, you remember a couple of years back when they were doing Star Trek Remastered and we're basically all the special effects shots they redid with modern computers... And people were asking, "Oh my God, are they going to be like george lucas are going are they going to ruin Star Trek and someone from Paramount explicitly said it's not like the enterprise is going to be doing barrel rolls or anything <laughs> that's an actual quote
0: i mean they were doing so many barrel rolls in this that i I half expected to see a a cut to the bridge, and like you see one of the one of the cadets like using an n sixty four controller to steer the ship
1: just hitting the two shoulder buttons, yeah." <laughs> Like I said, the fact that someone from Paramount explicitly said, it's not like the Enterprise is going to be doing barrel rolls means they saw this. Am I wrong? Uh, Why would he say that?
0: Because he saw this and he knew it was shit. (laughs) And he wanted to assure the fans that he wasn't going to do anything like this. Yeah. And it's true that the remastered episodes of Star Trek do look pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's... It does look pretty good. It Does look pretty good. There's always one thing I always say when people always say that the remastered is as heinous as uh, as the the prequels. I say no, it isn't, because if George Lucas did the re, uh, did Star Trek remastered, he would have taken he would have taken Glenn Corbett from uh, from Metamorphosis and and digitally inserted it over him. Originally, Youth and James Cromwell.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have like inserted new characters, new well,
1: stuff. Well, well, well what I'm talking about is the character of Zephyr Coffin in Star Trek. He showed up in the TOS episode of Metamorphosis. He was played yeah. by by Glenn Corbett. Yeah. And and, and then, then in first contact he was played by James Cromwell. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. And uh, and that's the kind of continuity thing that makes George Lucas turn he's turning and turn in bed at night. If George Lucas was in charge of it, he would have gotten James, James. He would have gotten James Cromwell, done all the, noise of the catcher of him, did euthanized him, and put his likeness over Glenn Corbett's face. Yeah, he would have done that. <laughs> and people say, no, he wouldn't. I said, what, who, what, who was in the ghost scene at the end of Return of the Jedi again? Yeah, I rest my case. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's what happened. Th- this really happened. I, I don't know how else to explain this show. But
0: I will say that this has comedic value. I mean, we were laughing.
1: <laughs> we were laughing, yes. I, I, I like the Sonic movie where we were just horrified beyond belief. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm sure the creator of this does not appreciate that we were laughing, but I think it does have value as a comedy piece.
1: This is this is quite honestly one of the the best uh, Star Trek parodies I've ever seen, and I've seen Galaxy Quest. Maybe he can. That is how's that for a backhanded compliment. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe this guy can be like Tommy Wiseau, where he kind of like retroactively says that it's a dark comedy. <laughs> like, no, no, this wasn't meant to be serious. This this is a comedy. You just didn't get it the first time. <laughs> oh, we got it.
1: <laughs> oh baby, we got it. It's But this guy is also doing his own revival of Wild Wild West.
0: The original TV show, not the Yes. Not the movie with the giant spider.
1: <laughs> the giant guy down spider in the third act. So
0: it's not it's not it's not him in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be horrifying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I wasn't <laughs>
1: Yeah, let me see if I can find it because, it, it, oh. like I said, it's it, he, he, he. Giant spider. I'm trying to find it. It's it's just really weird that that exists. That that this guy has more than one series. And where is his other show? Actually, someone, someone from. Uh, Chris actually told me that uh, that he the, that the guy who's in charge of the project he is stepping down as as Kirk. He is stepping down. He's no longer going to be Kirk. Oh.
0: By the way, this guy's hair was fantastic. Oh, he's, it had this kind of pompadour thing, but it also had like a little <laughs> swirl that came down and it was never out of place.
1: <laughs> even when even when the when the control panels were exploding in everyone's faces, the that was that was some explosion effect <laughs> that was hilarious when when the control panel panel exploded, and it just knocked everyone back <laughs> and I'm like, no, they are dead, dead. I tell you, why can't you just like something? I'm going to go back to that. Why can't you just like something see i I
0: appreciate that he that he does it because he enjoys it he, enjoys the original shows and he probably has a good time making these with oh my god see my my stance on fan projects is you know i don't care you can make them but i'm gonna tell you what i think of them <laughs>
1: that's the trade-off so he made this movie he, he's making the show after the will smith movies so i can kind of understand that reaction of oh my god this movie's so terrible i can do something better than this yeah and it very well could be i mean that movie was pretty bad
0: Giant spider.
1: Oh, he actually got to be in a cameo of on uh, on the, on the uh, in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie as an extra on the bridge.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. So I kind of like that uh, that these that the media companies are starting to become a little more fan tolerant.
1: I know, but at the same time, this was bad.
0: It was bad, but you know, I'll, I'll allow it to exist as long as I get to say that it's bad.
1: And then Admiral Kirk shows up and Oh god. You know what? That might just be a meme. Admiral Kirk shows up. And then Admiral Kirk shows up. It doesn't matter what the sentence is, it if you always end it with and then Admiral Kirk shows up.
0: It's like a long game Jones.
1: <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong that that's not what it felt like.
0: Yeah. That'd be the song by the coasters, by the way.
1: Yes. You know, here we are having this exciting podcast, and then Admiral Kirk shows up. <laughs> here we are making an online review video, doing this epic battle, and then Admiral Kirk shows up. Nope. Here we are having a nice cup of tea, and then Admiral Kirk shows up.
0: No more epic battle.
1: Here we are having a nice dinner, and Admiral Kirk shows up. Fuck. Fuck. the most...
0: Human. human. That scene always cracks me up, and then Amazing Grace starts playing, and I, I'm just
1: laughing. Spock, 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 Spock. And then there was the homoerotic scene.
0: Oh my god, we can't. Yeah, how could we forget that? I mean, I cry. meld. <laughs> I mean, the, these these slash fans are gonna go nuts when they see this.
1: Because it, they it was
0: already. It was like I. I I seriously thought they were going to kiss.
1: Well, that was almost like the scene from X2. Have you ever seen X2? X-Men no.
0: 2? Because I knew better. No, I didn't.
1: No, X2 is actually good.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: There's a hilarious scene where, you know, the Blackbird's trying to take off. The water from the dam is coming in. And Jean's using her power to stop the water so so the Blackbird can take off. And... And... And was like, no, we have to go and get, get her. And, and and then Gene starts talking through Professor Xavier to Scott. Yeah. And 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 it's like, oh my god, are they going to kiss? <laughs> I'm serious. I am. But yeah. Oh, here's something. James Collie, the guy who's doing the Star Trek Phase 2? Mm-hmm. Funding the project through his career as an Elvis impersonator. Yeah,
0: you know, I was kind of thinking the pompadour thing was kind of an Elvis thing. But yeah, I, I, I can see that.
1: <laughs> you you got to admit that this is kind of a bit much, right? Yeah. Because this was some money. <laughs> the, the the costumes, the sets. The CGI. The barrel rolls. <laughs>
0: Oh, but uh, something okay. I got to bring up is the is the window shots. Whenever they'd have a CG Oh no scene, it's like <laughs> the the little away ship is co- is moved by the camera, and you can see them inside the away ship. But the way they did it is flat. Yeah, they did it flat, where they just kind of like superimposed the the shot of them at the angle that the window would be angled at. So it kind of looks like there's like a television screen of them. It doesn't look like they're like you're looking at them through a window.
1: Oh, I got I got some news about James Collie that I think will make you scream. Was it? uh, Well, that's right. uh, Wasn't our friend uh, Flint Dilly like his family owns Buck Rogers? Yeah. Collie and his uh, production company in 2009 secured the license to Buck Rogers. Oh my god!
0: My god!
1: Flint Dilly, what have you done? Does that hurt? Yeah. Oh, my God. They promised episodes in 2010, but no episodes have been yet released yet. So let me get this straight. Star Trek, Buck Rogers, Wild Wild West. That reminds me, he
0: put the Desilu logo at the end of the show, and I'm not sure why. (laughs)
1: Because Desilu made Star Trek.
0: I know, but... Are we being that authentic that we're going to put the production company that had no involvement in this? They
1: put the they put the '60s NBC thing at the beginning. Remember,
0: that's that's true.
1: They they gave the first episode of their series the production number of season four, yeah.
0: episode one. See, but again, that's that's going back to my this this weird sort of authenticity that they went for. They they were authentic with all the wrong things. They they went with the production number the. the the production logo at the end the the n b c logo, but the show itself is so not Star Trek. <laughs> it
1: deals not a trekkie,
0: yeah, it's like they even had commercial breaks it would fade to black and then it'd come back i mean I, I can understand why you would do that, but the show isn't actually Star Trek,
1: not to mention it's longer than an episode. it was fifty yeah. minutes, and shows even back then they were only like forty five minutes hmm. for an hour. I know now it's like forty-two, but back then it was forty-five or forty-six. I, I mean, that fifty minutes—that's—that's that's just pushing it. Yeah, and it felt longer than that too, didn't it?
0: It did. It felt like a like a mini movie. And then this happens. And then this happens. And it, God, I hate people who write like that. It's—you it, have to put—you have to put character into your into your writing. You can't just write—you know—you can't just do connect the dots sort of writing or. And then this happened, and this this happened, and this happened, and then and then these two characters fucked, and then and then this plot hole that happened in episode three gets explained here, and that's not a story.
1: Well, the biggest problem is the one thing that made Star Trek work. It wasn't the plot lines. It wasn't the production values. It it wasn't the sci-fi setting. The whole thing. It was. was, It
0: was the. It was the Shatner Nimoy Yawee.
1: No, it was Shatner Nimoy and Kelly. The way that these three actors and the three characters played off each other, because you know McCoy represented the the, the raw emotion uh, of humanity, Spock the logic, and Kirk the, the the reasoning voice that balances between the two. Yes,
0: he's like duct tape. He binds he binds everything together.
1: Well, duct tape's like the Force. There's a light side, a dark side, and it binds the universe. Yes. I got that from Adam Savage. Yes. You know, there's that, also... That, a...
0: that, that quote is, like, older than than the Mythbusters. So.
1: You know, there's actually another Star Trek continuation thing.
0: Oh, And Grand
1: good. Imahara is is Sulu. Oh, no. No, is there,
0: is there discontinuity between that and this series?
1: Yeah, the it... other one's called Star Trek Continues.
0: Yeah. Where they're both like,
1: we're the real continuation. No, we are. I don't know how I feel about it. You look and you tell me what you think. It's kind of weird, though, isn't it, that there's two competing Star Trek continuation series?
0: That is kind of funny.
1: Well, there are two competing uh, Sonic fan movies.
0: Yeah, I was gonna talk about that. Um, it it <laughs> does look better. better. Yeah.
1: Their Kirk seems a little bit more Kirk-like. Yeah. Like they did up his hair to be like. Shatner's was then versus Yeah, the big...
0: or versus uh Elvis Shatner.
1: <laughs> oh lost shaking going on. I think there's Spock's a little bit better too. He's not quite as
0: Yeah, that the the Spock on the thing that we just saw had kind of a big forehead. Kind of effeminate. While he was trying to make out Kirk.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna watch one of these. Here. Here you go. This one's this is a three minute uh, Big Net, so it's not going to take long. Big Net? Listen to what we do for our listeners. Ready?
0: Hang on, it's not...
1: I'm going to pause it at zero. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Hey, that actually looks like... Yeah, that actually looks like the a show.
0: All night duty personnel report status for shift change. Why do I keep volunteering for night shift? Because it counts points toward promotion.
1: Besides, it's not so bad. Oh, he's actually doing...
0: From where you're sitting, rank has its privileges.
1: Boys. Boys. Is
0: it... ...comfortable? Mm Hmm? Because it looks... ...comfortable. Why don't you find out for yourself? You must be joking. He's kind he of doing George Decay there. I could get used to this. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: now you must be joking. Course heading. Would cat- you like to come to my quarters? Call me. So. You know what's really funny is. You know,
0: is... the best starship in the
1: fleet will be the first one commanded by a woman. Zha. So, I'm looking at that. you you know what's really funny is, uh, is how, uh, Grant... Doesn't this just I've heard Grant do Keanu right? Reeve before, Lieutenant. and when he's doing the channel- Sulu You're a little right? too much, it's almost blending in his Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Mr. Chekov, Mr. Sulu, set a course for Starbase 10.
1: Aye, Captain. Yes, sir. <laughs> Am I right? yeah. Steady as she goes, Captain.
0: All ships report ready
1: for ship change, Captain. Maintaining course as per your previous orders, Captain.
0: <laughs> Would you Let's come here, minute, please, Lieutenant? <laughs> he didn't even say a word yet, and he was doing chatter. I can't imagine a better female, Captain. Someday. If I know anything, I know you have what it takes to command. And so do you. And you. Your ships will have the finest captains in the fleet because I've got the finest crew in the fleet.
1: He's doing a pretty good Shatner. Maintain course and heading, Ensign. So.
0: (laughs) Well? Well? That was
1: pretty good, Vic Mignogna. Like I said, it's uh, when Grant Imahara is doing Sulu, he's starting to blend into his Keanu Reeves.
0: Yeah, Vic Mignogna—that—that's that, the guy who played, uh, uh, Hikaru in the new in the new Macross stuff. What? Really? Yeah. He, does, he, does, he does, does. anime.
1: Get him on the show. Get him on the show. Vic Mignogna did a lot of stuff on this. Set, just on this.
0: Yeah, he he. He was uh, the main character
1: in Full Metal Alchemist. Get him on the show. If I can get him. Oh my god, he's Kirk! Yep. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. Oh, it's Vic! Get him on the show!
0: I'll try to get him.
1: You know what? I'm okay with this. I am okay with this.
0: Yeah, see? When it's done right, it's worth letting it happen. It's it, worth tolerating the bad stuff.
1: This is done... This It's even shot like Star Trek.
0: It is. I think how he just kind of he just kind of swaggers onto the onto the bridge and he's kind of looking around, kind of incredulously. He's like, "Were he just sitting in my chair?" Yeah, and he wasn't even saying anything. He was doing Shatner. What does God need
1: with a starship?
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is a... so yeah. Contact him, get him on the show, and I want to congratulate him for this. <laughs> because I, I just want to set the record straight because you're right when it's done right when it's done without wake 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 without fappity <faffity-faff>. pap. <laughs> you get something that's kind of enjoyable <laughs> not, to, not to mention watching watching Grant go complete decay that was oh my god I thought he would just be Grant you know do his Grant voice and just be Grant being no he's Doing decay.
0: Yes, <laughs> he was a great Sulu. I mean, yeah, he was doing decay. he was kind of flirting with uh with uh Chekhov. With Chekhov, there he was like, "How oh, would you like to come back to my quarters?" Hello. <laughs>
1: That's so decay. Chris Doohan is Mr. Scott. Wow. Yes, he's he's uh he's the original Mr. Scott's nephew, I think. Chuck Humer, you know, I know that name. Yeah, so they got some real people on this. You mean actors? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going on the cast and crew. It's funny. Okay, Grant will on the host Discovery Channel's Mythbusters. Before that, he spent nine
0: years as animatronics engineer and model maker for George Lucas's Industrial Lights and Magic. Grant worked on many blockbusters, including The Matrix sequels, Galaxy Quest, Terminator 3, Star Wars episodes 1, 2, 3, although he is not responsible for Jar Jar. (laughs) He put the lights in R2-D2's dome and gave the Energizer
1: Bunny his beat. But I love the part where he says, although he is not responsible for Jar Jar. (laughs) Created the, uh, the often
0: rude and irreverent robot skeleton sidekick of the late night talk show host,
1: Craig Ferguson. That's right. See, I think that this Uhura works better because she has the correct Uhura attitude. Yeah, and she looks good in skirt. Yeah, <laughs> isn't this great? This is great. Get Vic, please get Vic. I would love it if he was on our show.
0: Yeah, it says right here he was that he did over 200 animated series and video games, including Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist, Dragon Ball Z. Pokemon, and many more. Sadly, get, it does not credit him for Macross, but he was great
1: in Macross. Get him. Do it as far as you can. I must have him on the show. Did you watch the fan-made My Little Pony episode? I saw it without sound. I was like, oh, God. It,
0: it's it's almost as bad as like the really old Homestar Runners.
1: Actually, there's a, there's someone at work that has seen Homestar Runner. Really? Yeah. But overall, Star Trek Continues gets my vote. Yeah. Star Trek Phase 2? If I can make a riff track of it, I will, Neil. We must do this. Oh, God. We should do a riff track of uh, Star Trek Phase 2. I think so. Yeah. We need to get a third person, though, someone who hasn't seen it.
0: Hmm. Who could it be?
1: The Chew? Possibly. The Hawk? Possibly. JT from Saskatoon?
0: <laughs> but, but Save save me some trouble and make it just one other person. Cause...
1: I know, but I'm trying to pick one. Okay. Well, whoever... Could be! Whoever wants to do it. No, but I was trying to also do the Hong Kong Sui opening. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to impersonate Scatman Brothers. Could be! I, I can barely do Bill Cosby.
1: With the hippin' and the hoppin' and the Pokemans and the No. God.
0: See my, my theory for Will for uh Bill Cosby is you, you is have it,
1: to drink an empty can of new Coke. He he's
0: constipated and he's got he's got peanut butter stuck to the roof of his <laughs> mouth.
1: So it kinda of sounds like this <laughs> And the ball went down the sewer and I lifted
0: up the sewer lid so fat alpha to go down in the sewer. You'll see. See, so yeah, that's a terrible Bill Cosby.
1: <laughs> and then I made Leather Part Six and I passed the torch down to Eddie Murphy and he made Pluto Nash. Oh god. No. God. I don't tell me did. that doesn't all of a sudden make sense. Yeah,
0: it kind of does. <laughs> god, that's that's like that's like the the worst ever double feature movie night. <laughs> Leather Part Six and Pluto Nash.
1: Oh don't say that out loud, Hawk's gonna do make us do it.
0: <laughs>
1: and you're gonna to have to be there with me. Yeah. So don't say it, Leonard. Part six, because parts one through five are still classified. Yes. Is, is is did Bill is Bill Cosby the one that said that if you walk up to him and say hey, I saw Leonard Part Six, he gives you money.
0: That's that's what the rumor is. And by the way, if anyone out there knows what what Bill Cosby album I was referencing, you get a cookie.
1: What about the? But it's also George Clooney. If you say I saw Batman Forever,
0: oh jeez.
1: No, Batman and Robin. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: If you if you go to George Clooney and say I saw Batman and Robin, he'll be like, okay, that was twelve dollars, I think. It's okay. <laughs> I bought a large coke too, so are you? <laughs> I think he'll draw the line there. He's like, but you enjoyed the coke. I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> kind of a
0: kind of a <laughs> shitty cola, if you ask me.
1: I think he would argue with you on that. I think he would. I, th- I think he'd be like, "I'll pay for the ticket, but not the movie or the popcorn." <laughs> did you actually go see that? I did
0: see it in the theater. I think that's oh! I think that's like the the last movie. That was like the last straw, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna stop going to see every movie that comes out. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be very choosy. And I'm gonna see like one or two a year." That's it. Like I saw, I saw Johnny Mononic in the theater. What? I did. Well, it was it was during this stupid era that all my friends that were like, we got to go see this movie, and then we got to go see this movie. We saw The Postman in the theater. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Neil, the hater of movies longer than ninety minutes, saw The Postman. That's pretty much.
0: That's one of the movies that really broke me. I'm like, this movie is too fucking long. I fell asleep.
1: Oh, my God. It was so I,
0: I, boring, I, just, I fell asleep. That
1: must have been like your own little private hell. It wasn't. It wouldn't end. I didn't <laughs> know it was going to be that long. I'm like, when does this movie fucking end? They had they have movie times
0: listed I, back then. I know. For some reason, I didn't check because I didn't think that it would be three hours long. Who was making three-hour movies back then?
1: He made one before that. The one immediately before that. <laughs> Waterworld was three hours long. I didn't go see Waterworld. But deal, you should have known because he made Waterworld. God. Remember, you should have known.
0: I should have known. Didn't think of it.
1: At least you didn't go see Titanic. God. Right. I think I, I did. love that. I love that trailer. From the story that brought millions of uh, individual real life stories, comes a fake one.
0: I, I think I actually did go see Titanic, but I think there were a pair of boobs along with that
1: deal. <laughs> They were. That was a side boob at best, Neil.
0: I'm not talking about in the movie. I'm talking about someone <laughs> persuaded me to go to
1: that movie. Oh, yeah. okay. That's different. Yeah, that is different because that was barely a side boob. Yeah. If that. Yeah. yeah you'll si-
0: when there's a girl involved. You'll you'll sit through a lot of shit.
1: Not Titanic. Yeah. Never Titanic.
0: There was a girl in high school. We never dated, but. I liked her, and we, I went over to her house all the time, and she made me watch The Lion King, like, every fucking day. Can you feel the love tonight? I know every line of that movie.
1: Akuna Matata. No. no. <laughs> you started. Yeah.
0: It's a problem, free. And, like, years later, I'm like, why did you make me watch that every fucking day? And she's like, well, you were there. I'm like, that's not a reason.
1: I got one better for you. Did you do you know? You remember the Sandra Bullock movie While You Were Sleeping? Yeah. My sister watched it every day for three months. Why? She loved uh, what's his name uh, Pullman. Oh my god. Was that was that his name? Yeah. Paxton Pullman.
0: What? See, I love the joke that everyone gets those two mixed <laughs> up, but they're nothing alike.
1: <laughs> it was Pullman. Yeah, it was Pullman. Oh, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what Ben Heck should do next. Bill Pullman pinball.
0: Bill Pullman pinball. Let's see, it'll be Spaceballs, like Placid, and, uh,
1: Independence Day.
0: Independence Day, yeah. And the, the Independence Day saucer over the White House would be like foremost on, on the backboard. Yeah. Suggest it. Bill Pullman pinball. Bill Pullman pinball. I don't know. He doesn't really have any quotable lines in any of the movies, and even in Spaceballs. Yes, he does. I mean, he has he has the Independence Day uh,
1: speech, but that's but Chris Chan ruined that. Yeah. No, he does have he does have something in the in in the Spaceballs. What? I'm trying to remember. Um, check, please. Oh well, that's not really quotable. That's like that's like a that's something you hear in a lot of movies. I know, but it was right after the Alien scene. You remember? Yeah. It's like the black guy that's
0: in that scene is more quotable. He's like,
1: What am my ass? This guy's a pepto bisball See,
0: <laughs> that guy was great.
1: <laughs> I can't believe they actually referenced a product like that. Pepto, let it happen.
0: I mean, what does Bill Pullman do in that movie? He's like, he's like, "I'm an honest to God prince." That's 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 his
1: acting. Hey, that movie was—I—I love that movie. I saw that movie like twelve times before I saw Star Wars. Come and you're gonna be on, like, so "What is wrong? To you
0: next week?" What? It's like him talking to Pizza the Hut. Yeah. You know, John Candy really helped that movie. The yeah, most. John Candy. John Candy made that movie.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of people did, but it wasn't Mel, Bill Pullman. Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Rick Moranis. And you're right. The funny thing about Dark, Dark Helmet is. It's 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 a little whiny Jewish guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I heard an interview with uh with Mel Brooks. He said that that
0: uh Rick Moranis improvised the entire scene where he's playing with the dolls. Like every single line of it. No, that scene was not written anywhere in the script. <laughs> they just came up with that idea. They're like, "Let's make toys. Then we'll have dark helmet playing with the toys." <laughs> and then the one guy just pops in the door and he he's like,
1: it, no, sir, I did not see you play with your dolls again.
0: Yeah, that was all improvised. <laughs> it was great. It's the best scene in the movie.
1: My favorite scene is the one where they say, let's get Spaceballs the movie and see what happens. And <laughs> <laughs> there's this one scene where they're at, that, at the exact spot they're at now. Yeah. And, and Rick Brass is waving his hand and he says, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah, I like how even, even that, like, what
0: was that, 25 years ago that was done? In that scene, they did a better job of making a VHS <clears throat> screen look like VHS. And it was done in real time. They were taking the, the video that they were shooting with the film camera and somehow got it onto the screen that's in
1: front of the camera. And make it look shitty. Yeah, they made it look shitty, too. <laughs> I love how when they said, "Give me Spaceballs the movie. And you know what, what they were looking at on the shelf before they got the the, the cassette? What? Young Frankenstein.
0: Oh, yeah, it was all melted. cells. <laughs> Twelve chairs. Yeah. History of the world. It's it's just too bad that the VHS sleeve was did not match what they had in the movie, because that would have been great. Yeah, it was a different VHS sleeve, yeah. See, I, that would have made me geek out if it, if it was, like, the exact same design. Like, yeah, it looks like that.
1: But alas, no. I think some fans made it. Made one. Good. Because that's not that hard. No, it's not. I love the fact that they made all those toys in the, in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: And part of the agreement of how they were able to get past the Star Wars licenses was the agreement to not make toys. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the biggest irony ever. <laughs> oh, George, the best. Yeah, they were able to sell a cardboard box with the promise of "We'll send you your toys later." With Star Wars, what kind of company could get away with that? Nobody today, but unless they started a Kickstarter. Ooh,
0: Ooh. yeah, <laughs> right, right. Oh, of course. Now oh. that now that that cardboard box that they sold is actually more valuable than the toys.
1: Uh, if anyone no, has no. that. Going through the chat, Chris is asking what you thought of the new voyages of Star Trek, of that Star Trek Phase 2. You, you just go and type.
0: Okay.
1: He'll tell you. Let, let's switch off and we'll just do it in, in, in chat, okay? Okay. All right, good night.